when they first file the probate, we call it the investor dog and pony show, right? They're getting 15, 20 letters in their mailbox for those first three months. So what matters is your consistency and your messaging and your reputation and how you deal with them. That's what sets you apart from everybody else. But like some of our best deals have been people that have been on our probate list for two years. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck. And on this podcast, you are going to learn exactly how to be a successful real estate investor step by step by me interviewing some of the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the entire country. And there's also going to be a bunch of episodes where I'm just going to individually talk about real estate deals that I've done that have been successful, some deals that haven't been successful. I'm going to talk about my weekly real estate investing lessons, stuff that I've learned from the trenches that you can learn for free on this podcast. So if you're looking to level up your game as a real estate investor or become a real estate investor, this is the podcast to listen to. So if you do get value from the show today, please do me a favor and leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on so we can get this message in front of more people. And without further ado, welcome to the show. Brad, welcome back to the show, my man. It's been, Jesus, almost four or five years since we had you on this podcast. So I'm excited to uh, bring the second episode, you know, long overdue. And today we're going to talk not about how you got started as a real estate investor and all this and all that. We're going to talk about probate investing and how you can do very well by helping people and carving yourself out a good place in this niche. So before we get into all that, if people didn't listen to your first episode, how did you get into real estate? I know you're in the corporate world and, you know, what does your business look like today? And then we'll get into the real probate stuff. So yeah, guys, I'm Brad Woodall. I'm in Atlanta. I live in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. I'm actually kind of, you can consider me nationwide now, although predominantly do deals here in Georgia. And I have a small team. I've been doing this since I started doing direct to seller marketing in 2016. So eight years this year, pretty wild coming up on eight years here, just in a couple months. And I've got a small team, acquisitions manager, lead manager, admin assistant, and then a VA. So we've got four people and then me. And I've, I wear some of the hats in the business like you. I do dispo and, you know, other things, right? Management type stuff. And I pretty much just focus on probate now. And I've got a whole new business, whole new brand that we started last year. And it's all about probate. I'm the probate house guy, by the way. <laughs> the probate house guy. What a great name. So let's just get into it now with the probate stuff. Because I, I actually invest a lot in probate deals too. So I, I think we can both bring a lot of value to the table for the listeners. And obviously at the end, you know, we can promote probate house guy and, and how they can get involved in that. Because that's a brilliant business model what we were talking about before we hit record here. So let's just start with the basics. Why do probate deals make sense? Like, just explain to the listeners if they're brand new, what is a probate like lead and, you know, how come they're so beneficial? Because I've seen these deals just become monsters. They're just okay. incredible when you work them hard. Now, I, I want to start off and say that these are not for the faint of heart. These no. are not easy deals. These deals require a lot of legwork. They require some expertise. They require the right kind of person to talk to these sellers. Like, it's not like, some of your other lead sources, right? Getting these deals to the finish line, man. And the, the conversion cycle of the lead is, the life cycle is a lot longer, right? From initial contact to closing could be six months, 12 months. I've had them take two years before. Yeah, me too. Take a long time, right? But they're like the most profitable deals. In fact, I looked at my business 
probably two or three years ago. And I realized I was doing all the things, man. I was doing, you know, tax delinquents and dispossessory evictions and doing, you know, absentees and doing pay-per-click and doing SEO and doing all the things. And I looked at my data and, you know, following the 80-20 principle, I was like, wait a second, like 80% of my revenue is coming from probate. Literally. Why, why am I doing all of these other things? Why don't I just do this? Right. And then I drilled down on that, started doing that locally. And then I realized I was like, at that time, I started getting into more like content marketing, doing the online stuff, which, you know, I do a lot of YouTube and SEO and all that stuff. And I was like, well, wait a second, I can do this everywhere. Like, why am I just focusing here on Georgia? Like, this is applicable everywhere, right? Because probate law, although different from state to state, is like, it's the same shit. It's the same. It's the same shit. Yeah get a good probate attorney in your specific market that can help you through things and a real estate attorney and you're good to go, right? Good team. So that's kind of, you know, what we started doing, right? Just focusing on that. And they're the best deals. And it's a lead source that's never going away. Unless something happens in the world of healthcare, people are always going to die. And, you know, people are always going to sell houses. And, and we buy these houses. Honestly, most of the houses we buy, the people love it because we'll buy it with all their crap in it. Like I just sold a house this morning and it was like 1500 bucks to trash the house out. I bought another one like three weeks ago and I got to get it. I'm just wholetailing it, going to put it on the market next week. And, you know, it was three grand to trash the house out. We bought it with all the junk and they're like, really? You buy it with everything? It's like, yeah, right. They have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And they're ecstatic about it. So that's why I like them. And, and my team is good at them. I've had the same employee, my, my leads manager. She just had her five-year anniversary. With it's me. amazing, bro. It's a testament yeah. to good leadership. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we know how to do these deals and we have the right personalities for them. And, you know, we're just good at them. So we just keep doing what we're good at and not get distracted by all the other things. Yeah, all the other crazy. A million ways to make a million bucks in this business, right? 100%, dude. Well, I've I've always found too with probates, man, like the thing that I've learned is you have to really commit to the long game with these things because if you just buy a list of 200 probate names, you're probably not gonna get a phone call. But if you buy every month 200 new records and then you mail those retroactive records, a lot of our deals that come in, and that's one of our biggest channels is probate mailings, they're calling in five months later, right? They're getting a letter on month one, but then month five, they're calling in saying, I inherited this house. I've been getting your letters for five months. I want to sell now. Like we just did a probate deal. I think it was two, three weeks ago. It was like 37,000 on a wholesale deal. And the guy was like pretty savvy. Like he wasn't a dumbass. Like he like was a sophisticated, like corporate America guy. He just didn't want to be bothered with it. He was like out of sight, out of mind, and he left all his stuff in the house, like you mentioned. And like, you know, it was like the easiest deal ever for the most part. There was a little hiccup with the building department, but that could happen on any deal. And I'm buying a house in Nevada right now, about an hour from here in Reno, and it's an inherited property, aka probate. This was in a trust, but it's similar. And dude, the house is good to go. It just got a bunch of stuff inside. And he's like, I could leave all the stuff. I'm like, of course you can, bro. And that's going to cost me three, four grand to clean out. And then I'll throw that thing right back on the market wholesale style, you know? It's convenience with these people. A lot of it, I found, it's just a convenience thing. Yes. And, you know, the one I sold this morning, I bought it right before Christmas. So I owned it for like two weeks. I sold it today. I netted like $20,000 on it at the end of the day. My private lender made a few thousand dollars. He was yeah. happy, right? Yeah. So anyways, that guy was a, you know, corporate professional guy and his brother lived in Mexico and him and his brother inherited it. And we even, his brother was like, Hey, do I need to come here? He's like, no, man, we'll just we'll just get your brother to be your POA and he can sign for you. You don't even need to come to Mexico. I was like, oh yeah, heck yeah, man. Let's go with these guys. 
you know, the thing that's a great dude, that's a great case study. Cause the thing I realized with the probate leads is like a lot of people are scared to mail them. Right. And like, you know, I understand maybe if you're new, why that you think that, but the truth is like any local investor or any investor who does direct sell, their, their business is providing a convenient offer, right? It's not like anything else but that, a convenient certain offer. And like with the probate people, I've realized it's either they're really pissed off you mailed them, which is understandable, or yeah, they're super <laughs> receptive to it. They're like, I know you got to make money. I understand this is not going to be retail value. Like I was dealing with, this is an inherited house, but in Reno, but it's like, I know you're not going to offer me Zillow. Like they're already kind of like, and that's why I like inbound marketing, like with content and with mailers is because when people get a letter from you or they go on your website or whatever, like they kind of know, like this person's here to make a profit. I'm probably not going to get top dollar, you know? And like, it's, it's a little bit easier of a sale because they're almost like pre-sold, I would say. Because other marketing channels, at least like the probate ones, like they're either like from what I've seen, they're either really pissed off or they're really on board. Like there's not a lot of neutral ground with probate leads from what I've seen. Yeah, our conversion rate is significantly higher. And I haven't looked at the numbers in a while, but I would say that out of every, I think we're like one in four. So That's out of like four calls we get, we get a deal out of that. Now- okay. Our call response rate over the years has gone down, right? We send out, yeah. and this is the, I'll get into the different marketing that I'm doing now, but the old school marketing, buying the list, sending the mail out, right? Yeah. Send out X pieces. Our response rate is down to like probably 0.3, Like now yeah. it's slow. You know, when I first started, it was probably hovering around one. So it's half of what it used to be. But of the responses we get, you know, half of them are like, screw you, why are you mailing me, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I have a way to just, we send them, they press one to get taken off the list and they go, they don't even talk to us half the time, right? Yeah. Or they can text us and ask us to be removed. And then the ones that do talk to us are like very receptive. Now, what I've also found, and you mentioned this, when they first filed the probate, we call it the investor dog and pony show, right? They're getting 15, 20 letters in their mailbox for those first three months. Everybody, because these probate lists are not secret. Everybody's buying the same public thing. record, bro. It's all the same stuff, you know? And so what matters is your consistency and your messaging and your reputation and how you deal with them. That's what sets you apart from everybody else. So once you've like kind of gotten past that initial like blitz of all the people, there's a lot of competition and blah, blah, blah. But like some of our best deals have been people that have been on our probate list for two years. In fact, yep. the one I told you about that I bought probably three weeks ago that I trashed out, he finished trashing it out last week, you know, with the holidays and stuff. So I'm putting it on the market next week. It was at his mom's house. Guy was a police officer and there was a tenant and they had rented it out to a tenant for probably a year and a half after his was all this was going on. Yeah. So they didn't even call And he said, we've been getting your mail for two, three years now. And he said, and then I went on your website and I checked you out and I watched all your videos and we were sold before we even got started. We wanted to do business with you guys. And then we met you and talked to you and we're like, this is it. And we weren't their highest offer. That's the crazy part. And the guy is the one I told this morning, we were not the highest offer. There were people that beat us out on offers but they went with us because they liked us. They trusted us. They knew we were going to get the deal to the finish line because there's so many just idiot wholesalers out there who are- Oh, especially in Atlanta, bro. That's like the mecca of morons. Which it's we crazy. warned them that. And I do a lot of videos about that and tell them like, look, people are going to lock you up under contract. If they're giving you a contract with 45 days of due diligence, tell them to get GTFO. Like, come Yeah, on. yeah, there's no way. How long due diligence? Get out of here. They're not serious. So Jeez. that's just how we set ourselves apart is just- be a better business 
be more personable. Like that's how we're successful. Let me give you a great probate case study and then we'll get into probate resource. So yeah, yeah. this is a good one. This is a great example of like, if you really stand out amongst the sea of people, it literally makes money and solves problems. So San Diego, I got this house under contract. And California is a weird state for many reasons, but you have to probate a property. Like you can't do airships. You, you have to probate it. Like there's some states where you cannot, like New York and Texas, you could just do paperwork and it bypasses probate if there's a certain thing that's met. Yeah, it's like a statute, but California, you can't do that unless it's a small state in San Diego. There's no small states because it's so expensive. So I told him, I'm like, listen, we're going to lock this up with you and your sisters, but we have to go through probate. I'm going to pay for the attorney, but it's going to be about a four to five month ride. So once the probate was filed, right, that's the public record document. Dude, he was getting blown up every day, like three, four, five calls a day. He sold me this house at like 30 cents on the dollar. It's like 275 ARVs, like 675, 700. It needs like 30 grand worth of work. So it's a home run. Oh, he nice. literally was just dodging realtor and investor calls for four months while this is going on. And he ultimately obviously sold me the property. We closed, I think, two weeks ago now. And like, the value of him doing that was because of the process, the trust, the rapport, the fact that he looked me up, he knew I wasn't screwing around. And like, there's a real dollar sign that's attached to something like that. Because a lot of the sellers, like, especially with probate, it is a process, they're going to research you and make sure that you're not some Giuseppe who's never done this before. Like it is a, you have to really know the process and explain that process to the customer. Because if they don't know what's going on, whether it's a confused mind says no, like you got to educate these people. And that's the thing I love about your brand now with the probate house guy is you do a very good job educating the masses to then get qualified leads. And so let's just, how did the probate house guy start? And like, what is it, what does it entail? Because it's, it's really great what you're building here. So we have two different things, right? So probate house guy is like my brand that talks to people like us, investors, agents, da, 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 like all that. So I've got a whole YouTube channel. You can go to probatehouseguy.com or you can look up probate house guy on YouTube. I'm helping people out and I just launched a podcast. You're going to be on it soon, you know? So, but probate Reese column is my brand. I launched, well, I guess it's been a year ago now, but I had Georgia probate resource. I started it here in Georgia and it's just content and helpful information to help people through all, all angles of probate, emotional support, the real estate stuff, the legal stuff. I've got attorneys that do content with me. I've got therapists, you name it, right? Like I'm helping them out and I'm building trust right with them. But dude, this is like two years of work. You've followed me and done, seen all the content. I'm, I mean, I'm in the studio once a week shooting hours and hours of video and doing all the stuff and getting with these people. It's a lot of work. So if someone wants to launch that, just <laughs> doesn't happen over You're ready, right? Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, I'm doing that because I realize that's what matters and that's how we get the good deals. You're going to lose some money on some deals. Dude, I've paid for probate attorneys and paid for deals and people have gone around behind my back and sold it. I mean, I've lost a few thousand on some deals before where people have, sellers have kind of, because you can't like, yeah, you've got it under contract, but technically until the probates, like until their administrator, executive of the state, they really have no legal authority. That's a problem in California, right? That's so a problem in California. It's just a handshake agreement at that point. And yeah. they could go behind your back and sell it to somebody else, which has happened to us before. It happens. It's just part of the Can you game. file a list pendants in that case? So they don't have no grounds to stand on with a contract. You can, but then you got to go before the judge and the judge could say, hey, you didn't have a legally enforceable contract to begin with, yeah, a civil you're... contract, because they had no legal capacity to enter into a contract until they got their probate letters. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's that, California. Yeah. that game, right? So yeah. it's just a risk that you take, right? It's just, it's a risk. It's the whole business is a risk, right? Yeah. So 
but yeah, that's so that's what we're doing there, man. Like we're doing a lot of content and we're get, we're generating leads all across the U.S. for investors, agents, probate attorneys, you name it, because these people are coming to us because they need help with probate. They're not just coming to us because they want to sell a property. It's because they want to know how to deal with their, you know, crackhead brother-in-law who thinks the house is worth a bazillion dollars and won't sign the probate documents. How do we deal with him, you know? And so that's what we're doing. And then now I've decided, I'm like, well, I can't work all these leads and deals all over the country. So let me partner up with people. And we basically just set up a subscription model. I've got to kind of vet you first to make sure that you're like legit and you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you make sure you don't give these leads to idiots. Any random person, like we talked about, you got to know how to do these first. And if you do, if you know the game, then, you know, I want to hand leads off to people that I know are going to take the deal to the finish line and are not just like these idiot wholesalers that are just tying up 100 properties under contract and terminating 70% of them. And yeah, like that's not, that's not how I do business. There's lots of guys that do business that way and they're successful at it and that's great. That's not my thing. So I need to kind of vet you out first to know if, you know, how you run your business. But if we share same values, let's let's roll, man. Let's do this. That's such a win-win, bro, because if you're doing all the legwork of the content and the brand and the SEO and the, you know, longevity of it, and you can just hand these leads off to people, it's a real valuable resource. So on that note, so probate resource is the direct to consumer and yes. probate house guy is the, you know, investor to investor kind of more like you know, content, you know, mentoring kind of scenario where like, you know, how to, how do investors do well in probates? And then that's probate house guy, probate resources, like literally probate resource to consumer. Hey, how do you sell your house in probate? Because that's, that's the thing with probates, kind of like foreclosures. There's a lot of nuances around it. And when somebody is in foreclosure, a lot of the times they go to the research mode. And if they're in probate, they're like, oh shit, we just inherited this property. We have no effing clue what to do with it. What do I do? How do I sell my house in probate? Whoa probateresource.com. And then all of a sudden they build that relationship with your website, which is with you. And then they watch the videos. So like the value I was saying to you before we hit record was not only is that a good lead, it's a highly qualified lead because they've already consumed your content. Like I've bought stuff from people on the internet before. And I felt like I've known them before I gave them the money because I watched all their videos. I'm like, this guy clearly knows what he's doing. I've seen a hundred of his videos. Like with this guy I'm interviewing tomorrow, Clint Coons, his law firm. And I'm like, I've seen this so many videos. I'm like, here's the money. Yeah, here it is. He let me get the LLCs. Let me get the trust set up. Like just say, take the money. I already know what you guys know what you're doing, right? And that's the value of content marketing, right? People think it's like some wishy-washy thing. Oh, there's real value in it. But that's a lot of real estate. Content marketing. To do all this content stuff. I tell you what, I started editing my own videos. I hate editing. Fortunately, we have a mutual friend that does all my video editing now, but man, I hate editing with a passion. I, I love shooting content. Yeah. Going here, talking, whatever. But man, editing videos. That's why I got someone who edits my videos because I don't do it. It's a pain in the butt. It's just, it's a process, right? It's like anything, it's a process. So let's flip it back, actually. Let's get into, yeah. okay, we got the online resource, the probate resource, probate house guy. Let's say an investor wants to just hit some direct mailers and they want to get some data. Like, What would you tell them to do if they're in, I don't know, Dallas? Just pick your city. doesn't really matter. How do they have to list? And then what does that look like from a cost standpoint for the most part? Yeah, so I would say that you're going to pay. There, there's a lot of list providers out there. You and I have ones that we use. If you want to link to them, you can. I'm not going to talk about them here on the video. But if you get the list provider. And by the way, these lists are all, it's all the same data. Same like, shit. 
from the county courthouse. From the people, they're just sending people to the courthouse to record the data. Some of them is online now. Like half of our counties here in Atlanta are online and half of them aren't, right? So yeah. it, there's, the data is no secret. And what I found, I had a VA that was doing it for me for years, pulling it. And when I did the math, I was like, well, wait a second. It cost me the same amount of money. In fact, it's probably a little cheaper for me to just buy the leads from this lead yeah. provider over here than it is for me to manage my VA and have them pulling these lists and preparing them and blah, 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 blah. And then you send your mail piece out. You can use different, there's different mail houses, right? There's probably three big players in the REI space. I use our, our buddy out of San Diego, been using him for years. And honestly, the mail piece doesn't matter that much. What matters is the consistency of sending the mail over and over again. We're on a 60-day cadence, so we mail them out every other month. We used to do every 30 days, but we just basically do every other month. And then like every, on our old, old stuff that's like been on our list for two plus years, we only mail those like once every three months, I believe. Quarterly. Yeah, it's quarterly. We mail that list, you know, quarterly because it doesn't matter. Like you don't need to be hitting them a bunch because you're just waiting for that thing in life to change for them, for them to call you, right? Like I mentioned earlier, the people had a tenant in there. Well, for a year and a half, they weren't worried about selling this property. So they're getting all these mailers and these postcards from all these people. And they have a tenant in there that, that it's not a pain point to them. But then all of a sudden, tenant moves out, trashes the place, and they don't have the time or the you know energy to fix it. So then they want to sell as is. So then who do they call? Well, they call the people like I'm still mailing them. Yeah, they're calling them the most recent mailer, not the stack of mailers. That's dude, you just made such a good point there because it's all about timing with direct marketing and mail, mostly mail. It's and it doesn't matter, but mostly mail. It's like they're gonna call the postcard they got that day. That's why you got to do it over and over again. It's like because when the time comes where they want to sell, they get your postcard because you've been following up with them or a letter. They're gonna call it. They're gonna call it, and you know that. And I found like the people who get five, six, seven, ten mailers are much more motivated because they already know what's going on. They've seen your shit. They've seen the the yep. name and they recognize this and they go on the website and it, you know, it's just, there's so much value in the consistency. And that's where I see a lot of people, it doesn't matter the list. They're just doing one-off mailings and they're not getting any results. I'm like, dude, you got to think about it. What are the odds that someone's going to get one postcard and take a big discount on their house? Like very low, right? But if they get 10, you're 10Xing your odds. You have to be consistent and you're following let's say you talk to them, right? Follow-up game still has to be on point. Got to be dialed in, bro. Because they might not convert when they call you, but if you stay on them, like the one I was telling you about earlier off camera, it was like almost a year. It was like nine months ago we closed it. We made $75,000 wholesaling it to a buddy of mine. And they first talked to us, gosh, we probably followed up with them for four months at least. And then... They only wanted to sell, this was a bigger parcel of land with like one small parcel within it within the house because it was a farm property. So they had it exempt and conservation easement. So that, you know, typically carve off like just the house on like an acre and then the rest is in conservation. So they're waiting on the conservation to end so they could sell it because if they sold it before the end of the conservation, they'd have to pay back all the taxes, and blah, blah, blah. So they're waiting for that. And then the brothers, there was four brothers, they couldn't decide on whether they wanted to do this. And one of the brothers wanted some of the land, but he didn't have the money. So anyways, we followed up with him, followed up with him. And then I made the offer. I was like, well, hey, I do like land development stuff because a lot of the investors that were reaching out to him don't have the expertise in that. Fortunately, I've you know, got a deal or two under my belt doing land development. I have people I can call to help. 
So I said, well, I do that. And oh, by the way, I'm in this county. I live like 10 minutes up the road from here. If you want help dividing it up, and I, I didn't even offer to buy the land. I said, if your brother wants a piece of it and your other brother wants a piece of it, let me connect you with my survey guy and he can help you guys split it up and you guys can keep a piece of the land. And then once it's split up, then you guys can kind of keep a piece and sell off the rest. And he said, okay, that's cool. And then he decided to, eventually he calls me and he's like, hey, we just want to sell everything. Me and my brothers talked and we're just going to sell the whole thing. You want to just make us an offer on the whole thing? He said, absolutely. Absolutely, I'll do that. <laughs> absolutely. That's amazing, dude. Well, that's that's the power of follow-up, dude. It, it, it's the power of follow-up. And this is not a one-day decision. Probate is a big deal. Like, it's a fucking process to do this, you know? Right. People's right. biggest asset they inherited. So let me ask you this on the probate side. So what about like data? Like we're talking about like probate data, aka like probate gets filed with the county data. What has been your success with mailing like inherited data or pre-probate data? Because we've done some big deals from pre-probate too, like big deals from pre-probate. You know, I found that at least around in our area, like those lists aren't that great. And mm. some because they're great and other areas they're not. I think it's just a data integrity kind of issue. Yeah. So I don't really do a ton of that. I just do the old school once probate's filed. And I'm yeah. always done, and I've done that for years. I think I've been doing direct mail probate since 2017. Jesus, you're like a dinosaur. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. Dude, my you're, list you're... is huge now. Huge, oh, my huge. God. you got every probate record in the metro Atlanta area. I that's, do, yeah. yeah. 30,000, I think. 30,000 probe. Dude, that's insane, bro. Yeah, it just keeps getting bigger. I mean, you stack that up over eight years. I mean, Jesus, dude, that's a whole freaking rhinoceros-sized database. But we've we've mailed the pre-probates. I mean, that's and that the difference is for the listeners, it's just a probate is when like the probate document gets filed. A pre-probate is just a like a deceased owner who owns real estate that the probate may or may not have been filed, right? That's all it is. So like with pre-probates, a lot of the times you're getting them extra early. They didn't have any thought of probate. And then you got to get them through probate, right? It's just like a kind of like the pre- the pre-step before probate is pre hence the name pre-probate. And then inherited property is more of like, it's a certain type of deed. It's called a like an inner family transfer deed, which is yes. basically like when someone in the family transfers it before something happens or after the fact. You know, it, it's all the same thing. Someone inherits a property that they were not living in for the most part. That's what I've discovered. It's like the kids inherit the parents' house or the you know, the uncle inherits the aunt's house. It's all just kind of like when property gets transferred, usually through a death is the probate, pre-probate, inherited. But the point is like you're dealing with somebody who most of the time is not living at the property and it's not a rental and there's some sort of inherited scenario going on. And that's where we see a lot of these out-of-state people inherit a property in Georgia and they live in California and they don't want to be bothered with it. And they're like, oh my God, I don't want to deal with this. I'm in San Diego. The property's in Atlanta. I don't want to go across the country and have to deal with this bullshit. So that's where a lot of value can be provided virtually because they don't even need to go there, which is amazing. They can do everything electronically. I wish there was a way, and maybe I should reach out to the probate leads provider I buy as only give me out of state executor. Oh. That would be awesome because those are the best. Like you said, I see a mailing address in the state of Washington and the properties in New York. I'm just like, ring the register, baby. Right. Like those people don't want to mess with it. Right. Literally don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah. I've had so many of them where we'll talk to them like, hey, you don't even need to come here. No, no. Or let's say they're sort of one of my pre-probates where they come in through my direct marketing. Right. If they haven't even probate yet, we're like, look, you don't even need to come here. We'll get our attorney. 
We'll get you hooked up with our probate attorney. They'll probate the case for you. And then guess what? Since COVID, you can do your probate hearings on Zoom now, and you can get sworn in as the executor on Zoom, and you don't ever have to come here. And they're like, really? I'm like, yep. Yeah, let us help you. And yeah, we help them. Group. And they're ecstatic. Yeah, it's incredible with the way technology is now in the court system. And I mean, I just did this in San Diego. The guy was in Virginia, and he didn't step foot there. Didn't step foot in the state of Cali. His sisters were out of state. It was a whole easy process. Oh, I'm lengthy, but easy, lengthy, but simple process is how I, how I would describe it. But I mean, we covered a lot of stuff. I mean, we got the probate resource, the probate house guy, how to get probate lists, how to mail probate lists. Obviously, you can call and text these people too. I prefer mail. I think that's a better channel. Do you call out the probate in your mailers? I don't. No. I don't even call it. It's not. No, 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 no. points in my ad copy. So my ad, co and I change my cards up every, I don't know, three or four months. And I change the ad copy a little bit, but I always just point out the pain points of what they might be going through. But I don't, and I don't say- I never like, say probate. My house is for cash. I don't say any of that. I just say, hey, you know, dealing with this, dealing with that, guess what? We do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it changes. Yeah, I don't, I don't call it. I just- as is cash buyer, you know, like, like sell your house the easy way. If you're, you know, the typical pitch, I don't think selling like, Hey, you just inherited your property according to the public records. And we are a probate specialist and we're here to capitalize on your law. Cause the people who call it like they're, they're going to either have a prop. Like the thing I've learned about motivated sellers and, and listen, I used to be a big sales trainer. You know, I used to get paid to give sales advice and now I just yeah. do it internally. You cannot convince someone to sell their house at a discount. They're either calling you with a problem or they're calling you without a problem, but there's no, there's no magic, dude. I used to be like during COVID, I was all into like copywriting and like Dan Kennedy stuff. I still am into that stuff. But oh, I do too. And it's great. I made this fucking crazy ass postcard. It was like completely stupidity on my end. It was like a paragraph of like, if you want top dollar, don't call me. Dude, I got like one call and it was like, fuck <laughs> you. And I'm like, I'm going back to the shit that Todd has on his website because that shit just works, you know? And I made this crazy postcard up and like the people who do business with us, the good ones at least, they know what's going on when they call. I know you guys are investors. I know you guys are gonna have to make a profit. I understand I'm not gonna get market value before even two words come out of our mouth. Those are the people that we'd like to work with. And honestly, this is, people don't believe this, but it's true. The sellers I like to work with or Brett likes to work with are savvy. Like the really distressed person I don't like because it's very hard to get them to do anything. But the people who are savvy are the best customers. They make the most money. They don't complain. They understand the process. And, you know, the really distressed people in foreclosure, I'm not a big fan of because it's just too oh. much to get these people to the finish line. That's why I don't even do, I, I still get some of those deals in for my SEO, for my yeah, website, same. right? From some of my pre-foreclosure pages or whatever. But like those deals go sideways so fast and they hold you out to the last second. I can't tell you how many title searches I've paid for the week before, and then they flake out like on Friday before closing. Yep. Not Dude, it's it's a mess. I have one right now where it's it's a super distressed scenario. The house is like almost condemned. They're living there, and it's just it's very hard to make those work because and they have to move. It's it's a mess. But anyway, I digress. Probate, probate, probate. So if people want to check you out, Brett, as we start to wrap the show up, so it's probateresource.com if you're a seller. Yeah. Probatehouseguy.com if you are like an investor who wants to get educated on this. Yes. YouTube channel is Probate House Guy on YouTube. And I got I like your little logo there with your your five o'clock shadow in the hat. I think it's phenomenal. 
your website, I believe, is arborviewproperties.com, right? Arborview Homebuyers is like kind of my house buying company here in Atlanta that I bought houses through for years. It's, okay. Arbor was already taken, so it's Arborview Homebuyers. Arborview Homebuyers. Yeah, but probateresource.com is for the sellers. It's a carrot site that I've heavily modified, right? And yeah. then I've got one there. But if they want to get in touch with me, you can follow me on social media and all that stuff. I just set up a probate house guy Instagram page recently. What is the best Instagram page? Is it your personal one or is it your yeah, probate? Yeah, my personal one, just Brad K. Woodall. Brad K. Woodall. That's an easy name to remember. And if they want to eventually get probate leads and get involved in your system, is it probatehouseguy.com? Yeah, probate if they go to house guy, they can kind of go through the whole page and click and schedule the call and, and all the things, right? They can go through it on the, on that page there. Or they can just reach out to me and message me and I can. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Brad, we covered everything A to Z probate wise. If people don't know a thing or two about probate after this podcast, they should quit the business. That's right, man. Cool. Thanks for being a guest, buddy. Always a pleasure. Good chatting with you again, brother.